www.tanktv.com. We'll blow you away. This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How was the weekend? It's all right. Sad to hear that Roy Scheider of Jaws fame died. Yeah, but what has that guy done lately? Wasn't he like 89 years old Nothing. or something? He just looked, he always looked like he was a heavy smoker. He had that, like, taut, uh, waxy skin. I just, he always looked to me like he was one of those really surly dads that would just be a dick. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I think he played that part mm-hmm. in some of those. I think in 2010 he was a dick to his son. They had a dolphin in their living room or something. A live one? Yeah. It's the future. <laughs> it's 2000. Well, it's not really. It's only a couple of years in the future now, but back then it was supposed to be far in the future but i mean the jaws movies ruled and wasn't he in psycho what the original yeah he was in psycho i didn't know that yeah he was norman bates i'm pretty sure Roy Scheider played norman bates i think you're misinformed <laughs> i don't know we, we, I'm, I'm, i almost want to wager this you only want to put like ten dollars down Roy Scheider was not norman bates anthony perkins was norman bates all right. <laughs> I should have taken that wager, but I'm not going to take your money for such a stupid, idiotic bet. <laughs> Give me a break, man. I did some <laughs> E this weekend, and I, I swear I'm a little slow. Okay. You're <laughs> retarded it's, now. It's Great. been a long time. I, I DJed a party on Saturday night, and uh, under the alias DJ uh, General Butt Naked, that's my new DJ name. Now, you're, because you're a DJ and a general? I'm just... General butt naked. <laughs> it's, it's, I was DJing a party, but I'm the DJ general butt naked. Did you get butt naked and wear like a lady's wig? No, I should have. Yeah, I, really I didn't should've. fulfill that part of the name. Because, I mean, you're behind the, the turntables. Nobody's going to see your small penis. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's right. You could even kept your underwear on and just been faux naked. You know, it was a good party, though. And especially, it, it was funny because I don't know where you were. I think you didn't feel like coming out. No, I was in the East Bay. But for a single dude, this would have been the perfect party to get laid at. It was a bunch of just drunk hairdresser slut chicks and uh, gay dudes. So I was just like looking around like, God, there's so many, there's so much trim here and there aren't even any dudes to have sex with them. Yeah, but dude, those I was there with my girlfriend, so (laughs) I couldn't even do anything. Those hairdresser chicks, and let's make a distinction. You're talking about San Francisco hairdresser chicks who are actually stylish are not into me. Like, hairdressers <laughs> from the Midwest, the kind that actually have bad hair. Have you ever gotten your hair cut in the Midwest and you're like, this lady comes like to cut your hair? Cuts. Yeah, and you're like, you have horrible hair. I can't <laughs> believe I'm going to pay you to cut my hair. But, but the whole thing is why the San Francisco hairdressers don't like me is because I, when I go to get my hair cut, I'm just like, okay, just mow it all. And they just put one clipper on. Yeah, put on. a four on and right. just buzz it all and off. And I've got a big beard that's not, like, trimmed in any type of fashionable way. See, I get a discount, though. Like, I, I can go to one of those stylish like salons and instead of them instead of me you know having to pay 120 dollars they pay 40 oh more power to 30. you and i don't begrudge you that i'm just saying i'm not going to a part first of all i'm not single but if i was i'm not going to that party those chicks are not going to talk to me when they're I, drunk gonna, enough they'll talk no, to you i'm gonna be there 
and the other guys are gonna look that much better, I'm gonna be helping them to get laid. Which is maybe why you're asking me to that I you're telling me I should have gone. Oh, because you could have helped like some of the other dudes right. getting laid. But your girlfriend was there, so yeah, my girlfriend's there, so it's really a moot work. point with me yeah. anyway. But anyway, we're like hanging out towards the end of the night. This one dude had like a bag of like forty pills of E, and I haven't done E in a few years and so my girlfriend's like let's do it it'll be fun and i was thinking well there's all these drunk hot chicks here on e this might actually be really fun so we end up getting this e and, and it was probably the worst pill of e i've ever done i don't know when the last time you did e but you know you a have good e ago. when you're actually tripping from it and you feel good and right you, you know there's there's actual like maybe i don't know more than 10 percent mdma in it yeah this thing was just speed i mean we might as well just snorted a line of speed can we reverse a little bit, though? I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression. You weren't DJing, like, house trance music, right? No, no, no. <laughs> you didn't have a headband on and a pacifier in. General Butt Naked does not DJ house okay. or trance music. You were music. DJing cool, what, metal? Not even cool 80s music. or something. General Butt Naked DJs 80s and 90s music. Okay. Because so, that's what the girl wanted. It was her birthday party. She wanted the 80s and 90s. But okay. I was playing a lot of like 90, like old school hip-hop, like Dre okay. and Snoop that's and stuff fine. like that. I just don't want people to get the wrong impression of what type of DJing you're doing. Yeah, definitely was not doing any of the house, like, you know, thumping bass right. music or whatever the Swinging hell Swinging a glow stick around. Definitely that wasn't not. happening. Okay. So to make a long story short, couldn't get to bed at all the next day. It was just like, I mean, you still get the... I guess I felt the positive effects from the E for maybe half an hour. And then the rest of it, I was just up for another 12 hours, just completely awake, not able to go to sleep. And you get to the point where you have sex like four times and your genitals are chafed and you don't even want to have sex anymore. You can't sleep. And then it's like, well, what are we going to do? And so, you know what we did? We went to Fisherman's Wharf, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably one of the strangest places I think I've ever been. What time coming are we down talking off of about? E. It was like around 1130 in the after, or in the morning, 1130 in the morning. Okay, so that's, and it's, it was sunny out, so this is prime, it's a beautiful day yesterday. Prime San Francisco tourist area and tourist time of day. Well, what's funny about it is it's only tourists. Like, there, I don't think residents of San Francisco go to Fisherman's Wharf. Unless you work there. So it's the tourists and then the people who, like, hawk all the tchotchkes and t-shirts and sell the crab chowder clam chowder clam chowder, clam chowder. in the bread bowls and the bread bowls and then there's but every tourist that comes to san francisco has to make the sojourn over to fisherman's wharf because right. you read about it like oh well, let's see we'll go to the cannery yeah at fisherman's wharf ghirardelli square <laughs> some chocolate factory there's a chocolate yeah. factory there but it's just like they're selling tchotchkes and bric-a-brac and just crap there's a bunch of seals that reek and make all kinds of an annoying racket yeah they look like dead turds yeah there used to be a pretty cool video arcade there yeah, and but they closed it down. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You know what? I bet you it is closed down. So it is closed down? Yeah, they closed it down. I was just about to say, that's a reason I might go back down there. There's no reason to go to Fisherman's Wharf at all. I think, I don't know why we did. We were just kind of walking and we were kind of dazed from being high and awake all night. Yeah. And so we end up coming down. And this is what's interesting. It's like I've lived here for a long time and I've been to Fisherman's Wharf, unfortunately, a few times against my will. But, um,. I remember we used to go there every now and then, though. Remember? I didn't necessarily want to derail your story, but there is one reason to go to Fisherman's Wharf that is legitimate, even if you are a local resident of the city. And like that's to pick to, up foreign chicks. No, uh, maybe I, I've never. That's never worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, surly teen spotting, surly yeah. midwestern teen spotting is a legitimate reason. You go and you sit on a bench, and then you look for like. The family of a mom and a dad and, like, maybe a, a nine-year-old or eight-year-old son. 
And then about five feet behind them the will, malcontent will be gothic the malcontent teenage daughter. gothic teenage daughter that just looks like she's having the worst time that anybody's ever had on the face of the earth. And you see, if you got on a fisherman's wharf for like an hour, you'll see that like 15 times. And it's just funny. Well, I remember it's better than the zoo. Well, I think you can, I remember back when we used to go there, quite a few years ago, it's been a while. But I remember we used to play a game where you'd get points based on what you'd spot. So if you spotted the best malcontent teenage daughter, if you spotted the, you know, the chick with the largest gunt. Right. You know, which is the, the uh, fat cunt area. Yeah. Um, you got points for that. And if you spotted like a retarded Asian kid, you got like 20 <laughs> points for that. Or Hispanic my, my personal woman, Hispanic teenager with the most kids. In yeah, the Hispanic teenager with the most kids. But my favorite one was that the dad that was about to lose it. With oh, the vein about to burst one. in that's his a head. Good one too. And that sometimes goes along with the malcontent gothic teen. Yeah. Because he just, so, it's been like, it's maybe the end of the vacation. They've been vacationing for like 10 days. And he's just at his breaking point. He spent all this money, <laughs> and this like gothic teenage daughter will just not deign to appreciate or have fun doing the any of it. Ungrateful wretch of a daughter just doesn't yeah. want to do anything. Does not want to engage in any of the family fun. And he's about to just swing the backhand around and clock her in the face. Just That's grab her by the neck and pull her over to the rental car. <laughs> Get her in the fucking car. Or We're going back to the hotel. Or throw her to the seals. God, those are the best. And plus, the best part about it is you can sit there and watch them, and you spot one of those, it's 50 points, and then if you bean one of them with a candy apple, <laughs> then it's like 100 points. <laughs> if it gets stuck in their hair, it's 1,000 points. Yeah, but I couldn't convince my uh, girlfriend to uh, spot retards with me, so uh, <laughs> we ended up just kind of walking around Fisherman's Wharf. But we went to the end of Fisherman's Wharf, which I, I'd never been there. It's like a place called the Aquatic Park. Where apparently people swim in the bay, yeah, which is kind of disgusting. <laughs> but there's a pier. Because the bay, I mean, people see San Francisco Bay, you see the picture, and it's like, yeah, the ocean is somewhat clean, I guess. But the ocean is beautiful. But the bay is filled with oil and sewage. I mean, there's always sewage spills in the bay. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that the ocean is that much cleaner right there by the mouth of the bay. But yeah, no, I mean, just last week there was like 50 million gallons of untreated Sewage in Marin, was it? Marin, yeah, in, in the bay. So well, I'm really surprised people were. Well, swimming so what blows there. my mind is we're walking out on this pier right by the aquatic park, and there are like a number of minorities. Like um, I, I don't even know what miscellaneous minorities. Like I'm thinking they're Samoan or something that fish off the pier and you know catch fish, and that's what they. I, mean, I imagine they're eating this fish. I mean, there wasn't one white guy. Is that what you're saying? No, that actually, I mean, they're mainly minorities. There are some white people there too, but I mean, there <laughs> and, are people. And, and when you, I mean, Asian people are basically the majority, especially in that end of the city. Yeah, but they're so. miscellaneous Asian people. Like right. they weren't just Chinese people okay, or Japanese okay, people. Okay. They're like Samoan or Vietnamese. Basically, or nobody was throwing pennies at turtles. That's what you're saying. No, there were no, there was no penny okay. tossing at the turtles. All but right. there's this one family in particular that we kind of stood and watched for a while they were sitting down there's a whole group of them probably about 15 people uh-huh. and they're all sitting there and they had three like styrofoam cooler chests filled with crabs and they had like probably four buckets filled with just crabs that they had like crammed out of the bay and what was funny about it is there were signs all over this pier saying no crabbing right so i don't know whether or not they couldn't speak english or maybe they just completely ignored the sign or they're oblivious or what have you but there were like four dnr rangers over there <laughs> dumping their crabs back into the ocean so these people have probably been out there all morning you know it's already like three in the afternoon i mean by the time we got there it's probably about two in the afternoon and here's their food for the next month being dumped back into the bay 
<laughs> yeah, the grandmother looked like she was crying. But so anyway, we were watching that for a while. And then I turned around, and this kind of cracked me up because it's been a while since I've been over to Fisherman's Wharf. But, you know, they do have a lot of tours. I've seen tours in San Francisco where people ride buses around or there's those that trolley. That those yellow go-karts, you see those people Yeah, too. but the group tours, you see people on the trolleys. Yeah. Have you ever seen that cruising through? Right. Or there's like this aquatic or not aquatic, but it's like a duck boat thing. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a hydrofoil or something. You know what, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, a hovercraft. A hovercraft, whatever it is. A it, goes, it drives around. It's not called anything. It has some other name. But, yeah, it drives, and then at some point it drives into the bay, and it's like it turns into a boat. Well, you know, I've had to do stuff like that with my parents in the past. I remember going to London and having to ride a double-decker bus. But I was like 12, and I was, you know, a, a little embarrassed. But I was like, you know what? It's kind of cool. get to go see a city I'd never seen before. I would be a little annoyed with the duck boat or whatever the fuck that thing is, the amphibious vehicle. But right. I would have done it. I wouldn't mind. But the one thing I would never do is I would never ride a fucking Segway through Fisherman's Wharf with my parents and a whole group of Midwest fat Midwestern tourists. Does everybody know what a Segway is? <laughs> I don't even... What's another term for those things? I don't, I don't a think there is. A retard mover? No, it's like if you've ever... A tard transport it's device? It's two-wheeled sort of self-balancing thing that you stand up on. I think it was made most famous by Job Bluth in that TV show Arrested, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. He was, he was riding on everywhere. But, dude, when you see someone cruising around on that, you instantly think, douche. Well, don't you remember, right, it, this coincided with the dot-com craze. This guy, Dean Kamen, who'd, like, invented some other shit that people really liked. I don't even remember what it was. Maybe he invented some type of internet thing. Um, yeah, this was in the late 90s. This was when everybody, this was when, this. like, pets.com and diapers.com and, you know, all, all the stupid-ass fucking web ideas that, no, that obviously were never going to work. The pointless dot-com I worked for that went under. That's coming back, by the way. Oh, I know that. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, no, this was supposed to, like, revolution. This guy, everybody was hyping it like everybody was going to get rid of their cars, especially in cities, and just ride segways around. And you just looked at it, and you were like, fuck no. First of all, it costs $8,000 or something. To buy one of those it things. It goes about a mile and a half per hour. Nobody's, people Dude, are not going to be riding these all over the place. We were but that was, Everybody was faster. believing it. Everybody was believing it. And this guy was on like the cover of all these like science magazines and well, fast was, company. He was saying how he's going to revolutionize urban transport, transportation. He was right. saying how... And then, remember back then they didn't call it Segway. They called it the It. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it was... And it was like sort of... It was of, unnamed. It was mysterious and kept under wraps. And this was like before he really unveiled it. It was called the It. Oh, dude, it was absolutely fucking retarded. But I remember there was a lot of hype, and I was even curious at the time to see it. When I actually did see it, I'm like, that's it? Yeah. You're a fucking douchebag. I don't think people remember, or maybe they just didn't appreciate how hyped up it was. It was a huge amount of hype. There was a huge amount of hype. And you know what? It, and to be honest, so like 10 years later, I've only seen maybe one guy, you know, commuting to work on one of those. When I've I never worked, seen that. The when only I worked in Soma, I saw a guy that used to cruise down 2nd Street on his Segway in his suit. <laughs> you know why? Because he was an early adopter who just won't... He knows he spent all this money on it. He's just like, I don't care. I'm still going to ride it. I'm going to save I'm the still, environment. It's still, it's still cool. <laughs> you fucking dumbass. But I do see them all the time in the situation that you're talking about. Well, no. This is the first time I'd ever seen it. So these people were taking these guided tours where they're all cruising around in, a, in like a single, single file line right. on Segways. And they're... in. 
To make matters even worse, to draw even more attention to themselves, they're wearing fluorescent green vests. Right, because you don't want to be... And those crash helmets. You don't want to be hit by a car, so you have to maintain your visibility. And those little bicycle helmets. And now, are they in the street or on the sidewalk? No, they were on the sidewalk. And, uh, I mean, they kind of look like ducks, like kind of following in a row. It's like, so, yeah, they're, in a si they're on the sidewalk, then they're on the pier going out there. And everyone, even other tourists, were laughing at them. Right. I was just it's laughable. Well, it, oh yeah, it's quite comical. But so at one point, my girlfriend and I were standing there, kind of looking at them. I was just, you know, incredulous. I was just kind of looking at, like, I can't believe I'm seeing this right now. But the funniest thing about it, there is a malcontent that obviously was forced to be on a Segway. Wow, that's she like was, that's like double. Oh, dude, she was all hot that's like double out. Jenner Jeopardy bonus. Oh points. God, <laughs> you should have seen this girl. She looked like her face was puffy, obviously from tears. Yeah, she was just staring down at the ground. Didn't have her leaning headphones for, on. She didn't have her headphones on. Slightly, because that's what you have to do to make the thing go forward. <laughs> she wasn't listening to the guide. Headphones down, just suffering pure embarrassment, just mortified. Man. And I was. I would actually there. feel bad for that person. Well, what was funny about it is I'm sitting there and I pointed and I said fifty points. <laughs> No, but that's like 5,000. You get like a 10 times multiplier on that. At least 500. <laughs> I don't know. I called 50. I would say 500. And uh, Heather was completely confused as to what I was calling points <laughs> on. But, I mean, this girl was so upset. Dude, and that's her why little you brother, me. Her little brother, who was like eight, was loving it. He's yeah. cruising around. But so, anyway, they're, they're cruising around on the end of the pier. And I had never been on this pier before, but I imagine it's probably similar to all piers in San Francisco. There's a kind of a huge homeless population in the city. Yeah, what do you as mean as all piers? All every square foot of the of city? Of San Francisco, yeah. But on the piers, though, you're kind of secluded. So there are, like, these benches that with, like, high back parts so that, that homeless people were kind of just sitting there sleeping in the bench. They made, like, little homeless encampments out of these benches. Yeah. So they're sitting there, I mean, you know, in their own feces, smoking crack, whatever. And uh, it just reeked. I mean, I almost stepped in human fecal matter. And you can tell human feces compared to dog feces. It's always longer. We've talked about this, I don't think on the podcast, but in general, the conversation about why you can tell the difference. And it is. There's something about it. You just look at it. You're like, that's not dog shit. And it tastes different. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I almost stepped in human fecal matter going out there. So we, we go to the end of the pier, look at all these homeless people, and you see the people on the segways cruising out there kind of alarmed, <laughs> you know, slight trepidation. They're looking around like, well, what are all these, like, shady-looking individuals doing here pointing and laughing at us? I'm surprised the tour 40s. guide didn't give them more of a warning. No, the tour guide just let everyone the segway free. It, she was like, you know what, you can wander around for the next 10 minutes, and then we'll all meet up at the end of the pier. And so this... Uh, these these uh these uh tourists were all cruising around on the pier and there was one homeless guy that was standing about 15 feet to the right of us taking a piss and he was taking a piss like on the edge of the pier so it was going out in the water yeah well, well that's these what a homeless tourists kind do. of cruise like within five feet of him he turned around still peeing and just started screaming at him he probably had a vietnam flashback <laughs> dude he was screaming go home go home Ah! And then started chasing after him with his dick out, urine going down his leg. Yeah. And I had never seen a Segway go that fast. I always thought they could only go like one and a half miles an hour. This person was going at least three miles an Where hour. Where they leaned at like 45 <laughs> degree angle to the ground? Because that's how you make it go faster. Dude, seriously, this, this woman, was he, she was scared shitless. It was kind of funny. I was like, welcome to San Francisco, because that's pretty much <laughs> the city that you're uh, touring. The only way you can make that story better if is if in trying to get away on the Segway, somebody peeled out through the feces <laughs> and then threw it up into the goth girl's face. 
<laughs> shot bum fecal matter back yeah, all over her pale white skin. That would have been great. Well, this is episode 108 here, sick and wrong. Quick recap of episode 107. Uh, Wackerly, you did a story about the Holocaust float that was uh, going down at Carnival. Yeah. I did a story about a bunch of retards that were being used as bombs in Iraq. And a listener sent in a story about an Australian woman who was found chopped up in a lawn barrel in a Hesian bag. I don't know if you saw on the forum, forum people were saying, you know, D doesn't know how to pronounce anything right. Yeah, I think he- I pronounce it Hessian bag. Right, and I still think you're right. Hessian? That doesn't make any sense. Dude, it's because that Australian wacky platypus pronunciation that right. they use. Aluminium or yeah. fucking, what are the, uh, all those other words. That I don't, don't know. Even know. It's how like to you bastardized the English fucking language. It's Hessian, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what we call them here. Right. Actually, we, we, you know what we call them here? Burlap sacks. Yeah. <coughs> 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 and I guess. When was the last time you even saw a burlap sack? Because apparently in Australia, these Hessian bags are everywhere. Yeah, apparently <laughs> People quite People use them during sex or something <laughs> and to discipline your children and, you know, put lawn ornaments in. I don't know. Well, so um, the victor of uh, the episode 107 here was me. I actually ended up winning, which Bullshit. I kind of thought I was going to. I came in with 92 votes. Listener came in with a close 74, and uh, you had 42. Oh. So it was actually kind of a Ouch. close one. But, um... Yeah, at least more than one person wrote in. Uh, um, they voted for my story, and they said, well, at least someone found a use for them. <laughs> and that, that quote came up like twice. Wow. I was like, wow. people." Because really our love, listeners are heartless. Yeah, people really love retarded people here in Sick and Wrong. Well, people, you know the way the show works. So Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show. Audience votes, and the winner gets a case of beer. We throw in a wild card with a listener submission, which you can send to Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. I don't even know where I, I'm, what I'm doing with this story. I don't know what I'm doing with the show anymore. <laughs> I mean, what do you feel misguided? Like you just don't know where you're going now. It's I feel just, like I'm aimless. flailing, but I like the stories I have. But I just I can tell that it's not might not fly. But I still want to do it. I well, mean, you, you know what? You know what kind of clued <laughs> me in on this? I was kind of I I kind of felt a little sympathy for you today because I was tallying up some of the votes. Well, that uh, Lance Kincaid, our gay porn star, was uh, sending to me, <laughs> and I was reading some of the emails, and someone wrote, "I like Wackerly's story, even though it wasn't that sick. I just felt bad, and I wanted to vote for him." A simp count mine is a sympathy vote for Wackerly. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know what? I don't want sympathy votes. No. I, I, I don't want you to have sympathy votes. But that being said, I wanted to do a story because we haven't talked about chav culture in a while. <laughs> oh, the chavs. I almost forgot like, about al- that. In almost 100 episodes, I think it's been. Well, no. It would have been it, probably 50, at least 70 episodes, I think, it been since. Because we went for a long period of time where we talked about chavs like almost every show. And the listeners would give us more information about chavs, and it was just a good rollicking sick and wrong time it was a, for like a couple months. It was a recurring theme here on Sick and Wrong. We were talking about chav culture and chavs in all sorts of areas of England, like chavs in uh, Wales and yeah. Chav-like people in Scotland, nebbies, and, or netties, netties. <laughs> netties, right. And the pikeys and everything. And, like, listeners weighed in. It was, like, a great time. You should go back and listen to those episodes. So I don't know what these guys are, but they're apparently from Wellingsboro or Northamptonshire or something like that. 
I don't even know where that is, but I'm sure our listeners can tell us. And then also tell us exactly what type of English white trash they are. Judging by the picture, they definitely look like uh, chaps. (laughs) Well, first of all, they're 15 years old. And the article starts off by saying, his face a picture of defiance as he gestures obscenely while smoking a cannabis joint. Dean Ingram, age 15, was named by order of a judge yesterday as he was locked up for three years and four months after admitting manslaughter. Um, so this is outside the court. After he's just been sentenced, he just he killed somebody. He admitted it to completely confess the crime. So this also touches upon something that we frequently talk about, which is just how much of a travesty of justice the English penal system is. What, they did just, he get like a week? No, th- three years and four <laughs> months. But th- listen, to, listen to the rest of the story and tell me if you think this is an appropriate punishment or not. Um, granted, he's 15. Uh, so, anyways, it says that the pro- uh, the kid was the product of a broken home. Uh, Ingram was left unsupervised to roam the streets in the early hours, reveling in being loudish and out of control, which is kind of like this show. I mean, yeah, I, I think we're we, we engage in some laddish behavior here on uh, Sick and Wrong. Right. Well, um, prosecutor Nicholas Dean QC, which I assume means Queen's Counsel, but who knows. Describe the youths as feral. <laughs> he said one, so there's another. There's a couple more kids involved in this. The uh, the second one is named. They J- were repscallions, those ne'er do wells. <laughs> yeah, the second one is named Jamie Winter. The third one they won't name because maybe he's younger, or I actually think he rolled on these guys, so they're not naming him because they're kind of like he's a protected witness at this point. Uh, but anyways, the other this other guy, Jamie Winter, who's also 15, urinated off a bridge. That's kind of like over a highway or whatever, expressway, or what do they call them over there? Expressways. Yeah, expressway, I guess that's what they call it. Um, And then he threw (laughs) a breeze block onto the hard shoulder, leading Ingram to insult him for not aiming at the road. (laughs) Wait a second, he threw a a brick? Like a cinder block? (laughs) A breeze. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The other reason I like this story is because it's got tons of great... English jargon. Just English terms. Yeah, a breeze block is a cinder block. So not a not a brick, not like one of those three inch by six inch bricks, a red brick, but one of like the big gray bricks with the two big holes in it. Which is I think why they call it a breeze block, because like breeze could blow through those holes maybe. So it's a cinder block, is what yeah, we're it. It's like here. A, a foot by eight inches by eight inches. Wait about something. twenty pounds maybe. At least. Probably yeah. more like twenty five, maybe even thirty. Some of them are heavier than others, I think. So this Chad, ne'er-do-well. Jamie <clears throat> Winter was pissing off the bridge, which I find totally acceptable. I've done that before. So if I, and if it hits somebody's windshield, or, you know, even if there's a convertible, maybe even cooler. But, and then he throws off the brick, but he throws it, like, off to the side. So he kind of punks out on the whole, like, I'm going to be crazy, but then he throws the brick kind of where obviously no cars are coming. So his mate was upset with him because he didn't throw it in the street. His mate, Dean Ingram, is like, hey, you fucking pussy. (laughs) Don't throw it over there on the side of the road. I mean, maybe there's a homeless guy over there, but throw it towards a fucking car. And by the way, these kids You're are right, cunt. These kids are 15, so they don't sound like Lemmy, as you might get that impression <laughs> that I just... With my impression there, it's more like, Hey, why'd you throw it over to the side of the road? <laughs> throw it in the center, mate. No, wait, were these Governor? midgets? <laughs> well... English midgets. Okay, as long as you're going to bring that up. My third point is, look at this picture. Is that a tough guy? And multiple times throughout this article, they describe this kid as thug Dean Ingram. He, he looks, looks like, like he's, <laughs> like, trying to make a pistol sign. Look at the color of his eyes. 
would you describe that as robin's egg blue baby blue <laughs> i think i'd describe that as fetal alcohol syndrome remember this description let me move on with the story and i'm gonna come back to this uh anyways so dean complained that hey you're a pussy you threw the brick off to the side do it like this i don't know why there's just random bricks around the highway but he picks up another breeze block cinder block same kid no the kid who okay. was making who fun tried it him. he said this is how you do it he's about to throw it off when uh jamie winter and the other kid the two more like reserve chevs said don't throw it. Here comes a lorry, which I guess is like a truck, a panel truck. A lorry? Yeah, like a, you know, like a, what, transport truck. Somebody's oh, bullocks. Like I don't know around. what a lorry is. Yeah, somebody's like hauling around. If it's something's too big to put in the boot of your car, <laughs> you got to get a lorry, like a big couch. They're lucky it wasn't a pram. Yeah, well, that'd be a little weird, a pram being pushed down the highway, but okay. <laughs> so, but anyways, Dean didn't, took no heed to their comments, heaved the block over the side of the thing, and the brick, the cinder block, crashes through the windshield of the lorry. Whoa. Lands on uh, Lawrence McCourt's chest, who happens to be, like, about 70 years old. Just killed him instantly. Um, the car sort of careened for a half a mile down the road before coming to rest against a crash barrier, <laughs> which <laughs> isn't really... I mean, those are normal words, but... Only in England would they call it a crash barrier. I think you'd call it a guardrail here. So state. that chap's not going to be eating fish and chips anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's not going to go down to the pub for a pint. <laughs> I wish we had your dad here to read this story. Dude, we need perfect. an English person here to explain this to us. Your dad, I think, just goes to bed too early because he's a couple time zones away. But he would be great to read this whole thing, and I would just sit back and laugh. Yeah, same with me. But it makes I'd sense if he read laugh. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a grand old laugh. Uh, the youths, uh, after this, ran away at about 8 a.m. They came across a girl, a group of girls. Yeah, I'd run, too. Yeah, but listen, they came across a group of girls uh, who later told police that these kids, these chavs, had, uh, they told these girls that they'd murdered the lorry driver, and they were laughing about it. Uh, the defense attorney says the intention was to drop the block onto a lorry trailer to see if it would bounce off. So he's saying they weren't aiming for the windshield. But so bullshit. the murder was unintentional. Yeah, they were acting in a feral way. Um, and here comes the travesty of justice. Waving an automatic order protecting the identity of these kids, which I don't know, what that didn't work out too well because now we know their names, right? Judge Charles Wide said, This is a very serious, very serious <laughs> matter. I take into account your age, but you are both old enough to know the difference between right and wrong. Judges in England apparently are still under the impression that they can, like, berate kids into acting to like behaving themselves which they don't give a fuck do they, do they still do do they still cane kids in school no in england they no. don't do that anymore definitely not i mean so, but i mean somebody what, could what did me this wrong, guy think he was gonna go grab his ear and kind of tug his ear and like follow, you know and this kid's gonna like learn from his mistakes that would have done a better job than what he really is doing he's just verbally berating them and hopefully they'll feel bad about it you know what they need a mean black mother they need a black lady, American black lady, that can go over there and whip those kids into shape. That like Oprah Winfrey. Corporal punishment, exactly. Yeah. And the other thing they need are real, honest-to-goodness... Besides toothbrushes? Well, that too. <laughs> That's another issue. But they need real, honest-to-goodness, scary thugs. So they'll know that applying the term thug to this phase is a misnomer, is a misnomer. Mm -hmm. and hopefully these kids wouldn't go around pulling all kinds of crazy shit because if you throw a brick 
and if, you know, kill somebody, but if you, like, hit some uh, drug, like, you know, Oakland crack dealer's caddy on mistake, you're going to be dead, especially if you look like this. You know what? I, I think the only rehabilitation that these kids would ever be able, that would actually ever work, or that would be effective for these kids, would be Gulag to Detroit. Yeah. I think that's what they should do. Instead of giving them, like, a juvenile detention facility for a week or whatever they do in the right. English penal system, it'd be like Gulag, Detroit, one month, living in the hood. Okay, because I was going to ask, I mean, are you saying they should go to prison in Detroit? Or no. they should just be dropped off by, like, the big Joe Louis They have a little homing right device. If they, <laughs> if they try to get out of the, uh, you know, that area of, like, yeah. downtown Detroit. Some dudes tase them. Beep, 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 and they'll be put right back in there. I think that's a good idea. I think these kids would... Well, they'd either die or they would <laughs> they'd reform their ways. Well, they'd definitely le learn the definition of thug. Yeah, I got to post at least this picture because it's hilarious. I so mean, he's got his hood on and he's got his hand up in the I'm pointing a gun at you position and some gold I'm rings. looking very intimidating, right? Right, but if you look at his face and his eyes, he just looks like such a puss. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, what are you giving that one? Three Unintentional murder. Three and a half. It wasn't. Well, you're right. It wasn't unintentional. But then again, you got to think of the brutality of the murder itself. Yeah, a 25-pound cinder block crashing through your windshield, unexpected. Yeah. While you're driving, smashing your chest. I'm giving it four. And, and it's pure. And and just to pile on a little bit, it's pure disconnect from like any consequences of a of your actions which is when societies fall apart like you know Kenya where they're macheting everybody but yeah but I just think that'd it be another good place to send the these guys of these chavs right. yeah <laughs> i think they should be forced to serve in the uh, general butt naked's army in liberia they wouldn't last more than like 3 minutes i doubt it we'll see what the uh, sick and wrong audience has to say about that <laughs> Markley, when's the last time you had to deal with a rent-a-cop? You mean like a cop at the mall? Yeah, like a security guard. I'm reluctant to even call them cops, but uh, well, they're at the airport. At the airport, you have to deal with them, right? Yeah, I guess you have to. And you know, I think we have a rent-a-cop outside my office building that works downstairs. Uh -huh. that, that might just be an, the doorman. Yeah, we have security at my building, but rent-a-cops i feel are more like at the mall where they're actually driving around and trying to bust people not just trying to prevent people from coming into the building well, you know what blows my mind i remember back in michigan you'd see rent-a-cops at the mall and it's just like they try to you know maintain that they have some type of authority but you're looking at them like you know what dude you're getting paid like eight bucks an hour to walk around the fucking mall i know you loser and but like in bus shoplifters which i always think like dude you're making maybe a little bit above minimum wage are you really gonna chase down that dude with the stolen towels but what cracks me up though is rent-a-cops in urban areas get to carry firearms so they have a wee bit more authority yeah but uh, that's but still, very, that's a scary thought. A guy making minimum wage, he probably dropped out of high school with a gun at the mall. Now this guy, the uh, the uh, main character of my story here, uh, from Canada, probably has the least amount of authority a rent a cop I've ever uh, of a rent a cop I've ever heard of. He's a former security guard who worked at a roller rink in Winnipeg, Canada. Okay, I have two <laughs> I have two questions before you go any further than that. Now, would this technically be, and maybe Kendra can answer this question for me, <laughs> but is this technically a rent-a-mountie? <laughs> <laughs> Which means he would be riding on a, on a horse, I think. But barring that, 
since he works at the roll arena, does he have to be on skates in order to like catch the ne'er do wells? No, I think the horse is on skates. Oh, so he's a mountie and the horse is on skates. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, right. I think that's the way it works. No, do they actually have cops in Canada? Aren't they just mounties? I don't know. They wear like the red vest and like the black. <laughs> I haven't cap. been to Canada in, in like 15 or 20 years. Well, why would you go? Uh, well, when you're 18, good you can beer. drink. Really good Yeah, beer. when you're 18, you can drink in Canada. That's why I went the last time, I think. I just like the pasty fat chicks. <laughs> so a former security guard who lured a young co-worker to a hotel room and sexually assaulted her under the guise of rape training has been sentenced, get this, to one year house arrest. Pretty lenient there in Canada. What? They have the same problem in Canada as they have in England, apparently. Dude, seriously, the U.S. is the only place that has the iron hand of justice. You know why? It's these namby-pamby liberal socialist countries that don't know how to, like, bring down the hammer of justice on somebody properly. And that's why you have kids throwing cinder blocks off of, uh, you know, bridges. Right. Because what know, are they going to get? A year house arrest? Right. Go rape a chick at a year house we'll arrest? Put the... the Foot collar thing on. Keep in mind there are mitigating circumstances in this, but nevertheless, this guy, if this happened in the U.S., would have been sentenced to at least ten years. So this chick was trying to get a job at the Roll Arena, and this guy, <laughs> as a security guard, and he said, "Well, you need to have rape training yeah, before you can get." Let the me job. get to it. Robert Mayer choked back tears in court yesterday as he apologized for the bizarre, quote unquote, 2006 attack. So it's a pretty bizarre attack. Um, the, the operative term is bizarre. Okay. It's very strange that this would even happen. All Once right. again, only in Canada. <laughs> I know what I did was wrong, said Mayor, 39 years old. I can't express the guilt I have about what happened. So apparently Mayor was a security guard at uh, Great West Life when he befriended the then 20-year-old victim, who was a co-worker's girlfriend. Mayor gave the woman a job helping him with security at the Galaxy Roller Rink and told her she'd have to complete mandatory rape training if she wanted to keep the job. So there's two things here that I have questioned, I have issue with. One, they still have roller rinks in Winnipeg. It's the year 2008. Why do they have roller rinks? Well, maybe Toronto and Vancouver uh, are still are kind of with the times in like modern cities, but I mean, you've been to Canada, right? Generally, it's about 10 years behind the times. Yeah, but like, dude, roller rinks are like still, 20 years behind. Well, Okay, maybe. When's the last time you went to a roller a roller rink? Like el elementary school. I mean, we're talking what 1984 or something. You know, the last time I went is when I graduated high school. My friend had his 18th uh, <laughs> birthday party. You were a the late, late bloomer with the roller <laughs> rink there. <laughs> well, no, it was it was all kind of uh, tongue I, in cheek. Oh, because I was I was full on fruit booting at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if people don't know, <laughs> rollerblades. Yeah, inline skates, which you don't do at the roller rink, you do outside. But you know what cracked me up, in though? Front of everybody. So we were 18, obviously way too old to be at the roller rink. And this roller rink was a decrepit building about to, like, you know, be uh, torn down. Was it the Roll Arena? It was the, roll, it was the Metro Skate West oh, in okay. Bay City, Michigan. That, that wasn't the but one what was there. funny about it is so, yeah, we're 18, we're definitely too old to be there, but there were, like, 35-year-old, 36-year-old dudes. Shooting the duck. Shooting the duck. You remember how, like, people that really know how to skate, skate on the, you know, in the middle right. of the roller that's arena? Where you, that's where you do the tricks that's and show yeah. off your moves. Shoot the duck, like, do the little spin. There are dudes wearing, like, nut hugger jeans, mullets, big, I was going to say big afros, big white guy afros. No, these are, like, mullet dudes. <laughs> that just, like, you know, they've been skating since 1972. Tight, ripped jeans. And, you know, they're the ones who hated fruit boots. Ruin right. their lives. Oh, yeah. Ruin right. their lives. Totally. 
Uh, the second thing I wanted to point out, why would they have rape training at the roller rink? What girl could be gullible enough to be like, oh, I can't do anything this weekend. I have rape training. Well, I assume there's a lot of date rape that goes on at the roller rink, don't you think? But if you're a security guard, it doesn't seem like you're going to be involved in that type of a rape. Yeah, I just don't understand. I don't know. So apparently, a mayor here told the young woman he was a licensed counselor, gained her trust after she confided in him about personal problems she was having. She said she was in a very vulnerable place and found it comforting for her to speak to someone she thought had proper counseling training. Well, he is a rent-a-cop. He's yeah. a security guard. He I probably, mean, they, he probably they... went to school for, what, six months, online course, <laughs> got his uh, certificate of completion. Yeah, they, you, you know, know they do I'm, background I'm a licensed checks. therapist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can understand that. It's a professional. Uh, the woman initially refused to take the rape training because she thought it was a little bit weird, but then relented after Mayor continued to prod her over the course of several months. Mayor and the woman met at the Carlton Inn, uh, which is a hotel in the area, where the woman continued to express uh, look, misgivings about the training. Um, in Winnipeg, I believe they're called motels. <laughs> oh, they're motels. <laughs> See, now, that's, that's one thing. If you're a normal person, and I don't want to say just, you know, a non-Canadian person, but maybe Canadian people are somewhat gullible. Well... Definitely judging by this article. Let's let's be fair here. All right, Winnipeg, nowhere, Winnipeg. All right, Winnipeg or Saskatchewan or whatever. The people who don't live in urban areas. But okay, a rape training weird. B the rape training course takes place in a hotel room. Would you be like, all right, this is a little weird. What about her parents? Well, it sounds like the guy who's 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 doing the rape training seminar was friends with this girl's boyfriend. So what about the boyfriend? There's uh, her girlfriend. She never boyfriend. him. Said it, she was fr- he was friends with the co-worker's girlfriend. So he ended up meeting her through the girl. Oh, this is a girlfriend in the girl-gone-girl platonic sense. Yeah, it's uh, a platonic okay. I was confused. Never mind. Well, apparently it did take some cajoling on his, uh, on his side. He had talked to her for an hour before he finally convinced her to accompany him to the room. Once inside the room, he shoved the woman on a bed, tore her clothes off, and fondled her breasts in what was the first of ten rape scenarios. Mayor would subject, subject her to over the next several hours. He uh, coerced the crying woman several times to continue training. So apparently her misgivings grew even stronger after the rapist training started. I guess <laughs> Her misgivings the... or her <laughs> desire and moist loins grew stronger. I mean, come on, why didn't she get out of there immediately? Well, I imagine after the clothes were being torn off. In one scenario, Murray stood behind the woman and placed her in a chokehold, bruising her neck. In another, he had the woman lie naked on the bed while he kissed and fondled her. Uh, none of these scenarios included intercourse or penetration, surprisingly. Hmm. So technically, I ask you this, is it really rape? No, I think that would be called groping. But rape, though, implies any sexual act you against, know, somebody's that, against will. someone's will. So, but yeah, but what if you grope somebody's tit in the subway? Is that rape? Well, no, it's groping. That's groping, I guess. So you're saying the fact that there's no intercourse or penetration of <laughs> any kind? It's hard to say. This is definitely a gray area. Maybe it has something to do with dur- dur- duration. I mean, I would definitely call this, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, detainment? When you when you hold somebody against their will. What do you call that? There's a word for it. But w- if we can't think of it. Well, we, he abducted her. He abducted her and held her against her will, which is very highly illegal. You can't 
keep somebody from leaving imprison false imprisonment. False imprisonment. But the but the the one thing I wonder about it though, do you think a jury in the United States would say this isn't rape? Do you think depends they would give on him much, one year house arrest? Depends on how much money he makes on his Roll Arena security guard detail to hire a, a good lawyer. <laughs> Mr. Mayor acknowledged from the outset his behavior was totally inappropriate, and in his words, the biggest mistake of his life. It so was, he's remorseful. He's remorseful. It was an awkward situation. I don't think he knew how to approach it in a more socially appropriate manner. He uh, claims he misled himself about his relationship with a woman. He does recognize he betrayed her trust and friendship. He says all he wanted to do was go on a date with her. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. <laughs> Don't lie. All you wanted to do was get your noodle dipped. So apparently this lenient judge ordered him to have no contact with the victim and that his name be added to a national sex offender registry for 20 years. Does he still get to go to work at the roller rink? I don't know. It's house arrest, though. Sometimes they let you leave your house to work. Dude, house arrest reminds me of like being on, you know, uh, when you get suspended from school. You get to stay at home, and you get to play Xbox, or back then, what was it, uh, Nintendo? Atari. <laughs> yeah, Atari. And uh, stay at home and play video games and hang out. Then all your other friends who are also suspended will come over. You guys get to smoke weed, throw cinder blocks on top of trucks. Yeah. No, well, I except don't know. You can't, that's only if you have an overpass in your house. The whole point is you can't leave your house. So if you, you can't me, throw cinder blocks on anything. If you ask me, this guy got a slap on the wrist. Yeah, I think so. And I think that is what makes this story so sick and wrong to me. I'm giving it a four star because, A, this guy betrayed this girl's trust. She's going to be traumatized for the rest of her life, although she didn't. She wasn't penetrated. She's never going to be able to roller skate again, I'll tell you that. Roller skating forever which is, is, like, is going to be out of her life. Which it's is like 75% of the nightlife in Winnipeg is roller skating, so she's basically condemned to a life of spinsterhood, I she think. She won't be able to play, do roller derby. If she watches the movie Xanadu, I'm sure she'll go into convulsions. Right, or uh, Roller Ball with James Caan is going to be exactly. unwatchable. So you know what, really? He's had permanent lasting effects on her psyche for the rest of her life. I'm giving it four stars. I'm giving it three and a half, but I still think it's very good. Just, well, just not as sick as I would like it to be. Well, we'll see what the listening maybe audience if he has fucked to her, say about it. Maybe if he fucked her with a roller skate. <laughs> While shooting the duck? Yeah. Because that's how roller rapists work. Right, but we can't, you know, that's my fantasy life. We can't all live in that world. Yeah. Well, we'll see what the uh, listening audience has to say about that. Uh, the listener submission of this week came from our good old friend, a longtime listener. Um, he's submitted articles in the past, I think. I don't know, actually. I know he is, he's given us links in the past to some really disgusting, uh, vile shit. Uh, Edmund. Okay. Remember Edmund? Yeah. The guy who I, I vote most likely to become a serial killer, if not already. Only because of the, his MySpace pictures, though. I don't know necessarily if I think he exhibits tendencies. He just has a look about Dude, him. Dude, how or, many I mean, necrophilia videos has he sent to you? <laughs> That's true. You're right. Maybe <laughs> I haven't been keeping a close count. So uh, Edmund sent in this uh, great story. I think about four other people also sent it in. So, you know, in all honesty, Edmund, you're not that much of a sick fuck. You're just uh, a quick on the draw one. A uh, man had sex with victim's body. A man accused of murdering teenage models, Sally Ann Bowman, confessed to having sex with her after she was killed. Uh, Miss Bowman, 18 years old, was repeatedly stabbed and, get this, bitten outside of her home in South London. Uh, this happened a couple years ago. So apparently uh, this man went all Marv Albert on her. Started biting the back of her neck, biting her back. Yes! <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? 
Um, he was disgraced by that sexual scandal, which seems pretty tame. I mean, he just bit... Was it a transvestite or was it an actual woman? It was a woman. He just bit some woman's ass? And I that think was he bit so her all over, though. He drew blood. Yeah, but, I mean, it was consensual. Was it consensual? It was totally consensual. She never confused... Can, she never can... Why can't I think of this word? She did, never did accused... Did you do ecstasy this weekend? <laughs> so it's rub, yours is rubbing off me. She never accused him of rape. So I just find it so funny that, oh, yeah, he liked to bite this chick on the ass. And it's so yes. scarce. And it's so scandalous that he can't be a basketball announcer. I mean, it's not like he's the president. Yeah, but, dude, I bet you no one wanted to work with him, especially the female announcers. I He's rabid. Yeah, but wasn't he, like, He's a dog in heat. Wasn't he a great... I never watch a lot of basketball, and I don't want to go off on a sports tangent, but wasn't he, like, a great... He's a legendary announcer. announcer. He really was. It's Except like, he obviously had some strange sexual proclivities. But it's not that strange. Dude, to bite a girl to, where it point, to the point where it draws blood is kind of weird. I would call that like medium level SNM. He's not like shocking his balls. <laughs> it's, or her it's, genitals. It's heavier than light whipping. It's biting. But yeah, it's not like he's not, you know, he's not cutting his own fucking head off his penis. Yeah, I, don't, do. I don't know what dream world you live in, but there's been one of my recurring nightmares is Marv Albert trying to bite me. Well, that's your own personal <laughs> problem. It has nothing to do with he had maybe like on the scale of perversity, maybe a 40 to 50 percent. Uh, you'd have to get a tetanus shot after that. Well, not if you already got one. If you're going to go to bed with Marv <laughs> Albert, get a tetanus shot Be beforehand. Prepared. So uh, Mark Dixie here, 37 years old, of no fixed address. Apparently he's a homeless guy. Yeah, transient. Denies murdering Miss Bowman. Uh, the defendant confesses that he had sex with Sally Ann and that he had sex with her after her death. So it's kind of funny that this guy actually is like, you know what? I didn't kill her, but I did fuck her corpse. Yeah. Well, he's pleading to a lesser charge. <laughs> <laughs> the court heard Mr. Dixie said he had been drinking, uh, took drugs that night, and was walking down the street and took advantage of a situation. So apparently he's just, you know, walking around, la 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 la, minding his own business, <laughs> sees a woman stabbed and bitten, lying in her driveway, bleeding to death, or already dead. Already dead, I think. And is like, point. you know what? It's time for a little in and out. Why not a little rumpy bumpy? <laughs> Might as well. No one's watching. I'm high. Now, where is the story taking place? Uh, South Croydon. It's in London. So okay. imagine the guy's probably Cockney. All right. Come back from the pub all wasted, <laughs> a little high. Sees this hot chick. Apparently she was kind of hot, dude. She was a former model. Um, his lawyer said that astonishingly is his defense. Born out of desperation. <laughs> so apparently I guess he's a desperate individual. Hadn't been laid in a while. I can imagine being a hobo and whatnot. Ms. Bowman had been driven home after a night out on the town by her boyfriend, Louis Spronson. This happened about uh, four in the morning. Uh, the couple began to argue as they sat in the car outside her home, with each accusing the other of seeing other people. Uh, Mr. Sp she eventually got out of the car. Mr. Spronson drove off. But apparently, Mr. Spronson claimed that uh, someone had been watching them the entire time. Neighbor neighbors heard screams at about 4.20 in the morning. But it was still not until two hours later that the gruesome discovery of the model's body was made. Now, this is the most damning evidence so far. The defendant's DNA, i.e. semen, was found on her body. Yeah, we know where the DNA came from, okay? <laughs> His bloody fingerprints were on her shoes, 
and he she had his bite marks all over her cheek neck chest and breast area but this is all in keeping with his claim that he just had sex with the corpse i mean who's to say that the boyfriend didn't kill her it, that's the thing the boyfriend's denying he's still a her. prime suspect the boyfriend yeah, but, dude, I mean, think about it. The, okay, yeah, the, the, I mean, no one saw the boyfriend leave unless he has a rock-solid alibi. Yeah, which is hard to obtain at four in the, at 2 to 4 in the morning. I mean, who are you up and uh, hanging out with? the prosecutor here, the barrister, <laughs> uh, Mr. Dixie, a father of three, said uh, um, Dixie's a recreational drug user and had a history of sexual violence. This is the hobo or the boyfriend? The hobo. The court was told that at the age of 17, he indecently assaulted a female Jehovah's Witness in London, (laughs) and a match to his DNA was found by police investigating the rape and stabbing of a student in Perth, Australia. Apparently he gets around. You know, I wonder if door knockers tend to get assaulted uh, frequently. You know, Jehovah's Witnesses just go out on their own and go into people's homes and Mormons. But aren't Jehovah's Witnesses the door knockers? They both are. They both do equally, I think. It, d- it depends on what part of the country you're in as to who's more likely to be knocking on your door. Yeah, I wonder how often they get assaulted. Uh, apparently, he had been celebrating his 35th birthday that night, drinking and taking cocaine in the pub. <laughs> and uh, he just happened upon, according to his claim, he claims he happened upon her body in the driveway and couldn't resist the temptation. So this guy isn't, doesn't sound like a hobo. Hobos don't go to bars and do cocaine. This guy sounds like... He's a like couch just, surfer. Yeah, he's a couch surfer. He's a tra- Well, he, I'd say transient because he obviously gets around, but I think well, he just kind of couch surfs. He's at his. He's staying. He's crashing at his buddies' places. They're all annoyed to fuck with him. You can't get laid when you're staying on somebody's couch. Because where are you going to bring the girl back to? Right. He had, obviously he's probably penniless. He probably bummed the cocaine from his friends. Most likely. And so yeah, you know he's horny. He's kind of high. He's walking down the street. Sees this model. She might be a bit bloody. You know <laughs> she has a few. Um, well, this is his claim. Well, yeah. I mean, she's dead. Obviously stabbed to death his in the driveway. Claim. Oh, he's claiming, but right. he claimed that she was obviously hot enough for him to get on top of her and have sex with her. But he has a history of violence, is what I'm saying, and, and it's kind of likely that he probably killed it. Yeah, and bitter. In a coke and, coke-induced coke rage. That's what it sounds like to me. I think all the evidence is pointing towards him. But, but you why, know was she, why was she hanging outside after her boyfriend dropped her off? Well, no, they said that uh, they heard screams at 4.20, so it was obviously 20 minutes later. Maybe she had a cigarette or something. She was oh, upset because they got yeah, in a fight. And he happened to walk by, killed this, her, and then raped her corpse. This is why you should smoke in in your house. <laughs> I know people don't like the smell, but you should smoke inside. Well, you know what? As the um, the guy in my story that I just did, the rapist trainer, I imagine, though, in his defense, it's a lot easier to rape a dead person than a live one. Yeah. So maybe that's what he was. He's just an opportunist. That's true, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, I'm going to have to give this a 4.5. There's necrophilia. He bitter. Well, are the... And he's denying that he actually did it, although he did admit to having sex with a corpse. And do the crime... Have the crime scene investigators determined, you know, that the hi- there's a high probability that the intercourse did happen after she died, whether or not this guy killed her or not? 
I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, dude. I don't even know if they can do that. This is like the English crime system. They don't even carry aging. guns. Scotland They're bobbies. <laughs> They're the bobbies. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll give it also a 4.5. It's pretty gross. You know, this guy is probably going to go to prison for a week. I know. It's going to be a hard time <laughs> in the English justice system. Maybe even three weeks, I could see. Yeah, it. he might get three weeks for this. Yeah. I mean, special, a special assessment for being high on the cocaine. Well, we invite you to vote as to uh, which story uh, wins episode 108 here, Sick and Wrong. Go to sickandwrongpodcast.com and cast your vote. Why don't you check out the new Sick and Wrong forum? sickandwrongpodcast.com Wackily is nearing the end of the show and uh, we need to uh, quickly wrap up here. Um, as usual, we tend to get some listener emails. Got a few calls to talk about, so uh, let me just dive right in here. The first thing that, that the best piece of email that I've received in a long time came uh, a couple days ago from uh, our good friend Pigboy Taro from Japan. A land of the rising sick and wrong as he calls it. So uh, Pigboy writes in, Dear D and Wacker, <laughs> this is Pigboy Taro from Japan, Land of the Rising, Sick and Wrong. I must say that I do find your podcast ever so entertaining, and it certainly provides much inspiration to a young fellow like myself. I too aspire to someday reach the heights of sickness and wrongness that so many of your subjects have achieved. Mm, Until you can read about me on a future podcast, please be kind enough to accept this little treat that I made for the both of you. As a disclaimer, please allow me to add that none of the animals, neither cat nor pig, were harmed in the filming of this video. As for the rest, it's anybody's guess. And he includes a YouTube link to one of the most amazing fan pieces of uh, work that I've seen so far. I mean, other next to uh, Kendra's menstrual book. <laughs> well, that's kind of the... The platonic form of art in yeah. relation to the uh, But no, this job. is like a true piece of art. And Pig Boy, I thank you for sending it to me. I was quite impressed. We're going to have to start a section. It's inspired me to start a section on the website uh, devoted to uh, fan works of art. Yeah, I like how it's inspired you to do that since I actually have to do the work of, of building that part of okay, the website. It's inspired me to tell Wackerly to do it. <laughs> I'm the slave of the show. <laughs> In case anybody wondered. But you got to admit, it's an impressive piece of filmmaking. Yeah, and uh, it's a little disturbing, not because of the subject matter, but just because, like, the talent and quality of it completely eclipses anything that we've done. You know, I must admit that it totally does eclipse <laughs> the what only we've thing done that, so The far. only thing that we have over it is, you know, it's, it's about a minute long. So maybe if you compressed all the 108 hours of podcasting we've done, down into like a one minute ball it might be worth half of it <laughs> half maybe of it. yeah you know what i'm saying Am no i, I understand sense? yeah and then you can okay. be comparable but no i mean well, i think what wankley's trying to say we we're both really impressed by it duly impressed as a matter of fact we're going to put a link to pig boy taro's um homage to sick and wrong through youtube on uh, right underneath this week's podcast so you can go check it out at sickandwrongpodcast.com thank you pig boy taro for sending that to us and uh yeah Keep uh, doing that film. In fact, I think you should probably do a real horror film. Right. I think you should forget about you know tri paying tribute to our stupid podcast and like go go off and and spread your wings and fly like an eagle. And I must admit, I did eagle. chub out looking at that chick, and yeah. it was all like, no, there's this chick that was handcuffed. 
to a chair in the video, and she's hot. She's right. like Japanese schoolgirl hot. I wonder if she listens to the show since he listens to the you show. You know she's got to be cool. I'm shoving up right now. Yeah, send us naked pictures in your next film. <laughs> uh, so we also got an email here from uh, Milan who says, A picture for you from me. He says, Hi, D. Simon, and hi, Lance Wackerly. I'm trying to seek real inspiration from your podcast. So I make one picture, a summary, per each podcast. Keep it up, sickos. And so he sends this picture, which we're going to post on the website as well, of uh, apparently it must have been from uh, episode 107. It's the retards strapping bombs. or with a, It's a picture of a retarded person with bombs strapped to her He's chest. illustrated the story. Yeah, he's illustrated one of the, is an illustrated character from one of the stories we did. Well, I challenged this guy. Or what's it? It's Mulan, like Milan, a Disney character. Milan, like uh, <laughs> oh, the not city Mulan? in Italy. Milan. Okay. All right. Uh, I challenged this person to you know keep it up every week, and we can just have a a weekly, week late, podcast illustration. Yeah, I, I think we should. So, and uh, this is all part of the. You know, we're going to start a little section on the website of listener art. In fact, we should probably put up a little section on the forum where people can submit stuff. Yeah, that'd be a good that'd idea. That'd be a good idea. Although, I, this, the form's a little hairy. <laughs> it's yeah. A, it's scattered. It's scattered. I mean, it's all good, but it's it's a little dangerous in there. And enter at your own risk. It's wild and crazy. In the flame wars. Yeah. I've seen some of the flame wars. <laughs> it's all good. I was going to talk about that in a second, but uh, right now I want to get to some of these phone calls. So we, we've been receiving quite a few phone calls. Uh, last week, we discussed uh, my friend with the broken cock. And apparently a lot of people found that kind of funny. Well, and we asked people, I think, to, to call in and tell us their crazy, some of their, like, crazy embarrassing sex stories. mortifying sex situations. So here we got a call from Gerald from Minnesota. So let's play Gerald's clip here. Hey, it's Nick and Ron. What's up? This is Gerald from Minnesota. Minnesota, it's fucking cold up here. Fucking colder than Biatch. Shit. It must be pretty cold. You guys were talking on your last show about embarrassing sexual experience, I guess. Because one guy broke his dick and Wackerly actually had some dude walk in on him. I don't even know if he walked in on him. Yeah, he didn't walk in on him. But, uh, Wait, Wackerly, you should cl- clarify that there. <laughs> My story is being disparaged. <laughs> <laughs> some dude walked in on you in the act. Well, no, the guy's right. He didn't really. He was knocking on the door, and and we were caught, but he didn't actually come in. Oh, so he didn't actually see your bare ass. Right. Now he's his right girlfriend. in disparaging my story. It was kind of half-ass. Yeah, weak. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't get my dick broken. Sorry. <laughs> All right, here we go. Story for you. I actually had semen shot in my eye, and it was nothing that was actually gay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, keep telling yourself that. <laughs> yeah, not gay. Semen <laughs> in your eye. I wish we could call your brother and ask his opinion on that. You don't know, I, you don't know how I know Gerald's gay? Because he got semen shot in his eye? Yeah, how'd you know? Yeah, <laughs> Chick one night. And sometimes when you pull out, Chick. you're pulling out at a certain angle. So I had her like up in the air doing the missionary style. And I had her up at an angle, and I was about to blow my load, and I came... It's about like one minute into it at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I've been there, dude. Pulled out. Pulled out. My dick flung up in the air and shot me with an eye full of semen. It really sucked. And then she looked at me and she says, now you know what it feels like, asshole. But it was a funny experience. And that is my wonderful sexual story for Sick and Wrong. So I guess it's not gay if it's your own cum, right? It's still pretty gay. You got cum in your eye. It's better than being in your mouth, because if you got in your mouth, you'd be gay. 
Instantly, as soon as cum touches your mouth, you're gay. That's why uh, I always wear a ball gag during sex. <laughs> I like to wear one of those, like, Michael Jackson face masks, like the <laughs> SARS face mask. The leather one? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but you know what cracks me up about this, this guy's story? I love how he's like, I was about to blow my load and my dick flung out in the air. Like, he's fucking hung like Ron Jeremy with this big elephant-sized cock. It's like, uh, yeah, like, like a big tent pole is flying around the room. <laughs> fucking horse cock Johnson swinging around. It's like spraying cum all over the room. It's like... Jesus Christ, dude. Like a guar show. No, you know what I think? This is this is my interpretation of this guy's story. He's jerking off and he's staring inside of his dick hole. Next thing you know, didn't realize, cum shoots out. Yeah. And or, uh, sprays him know, in the face. He was just a little too into the moment. And I would have been pissed if my girl, if this did happen to him and it happened to me and my girlfriend was like, now you know what it feels like, asshole. I'd yeah. be like in the back of my mind, next time I got to cum, it's going right in your fucking eyes. Up the nose is better. <laughs> Take my advice. <laughs> and if you can get both nose holes, <laughs> even, even better. better. So uh, we got another email from a uh, fellow podcaster, friends of ours. Uh, this guy is over from uh, the Horror Etc. podcast, which is all about horror movies. Pretty cool podcast. You should go check it out. Uh, we totally vouch for him. And, uh, yeah, one of the dudes from Horror Etc. called in with his sex story here. very fitting for the horror etc podcast yeah it sounds like it probably it's probably the gore factor is high in that story i imagine it probably inspired some horror film directors yeah second there wackily i'm a little confused he said he was trying to pull some climbing maneuver you know what it sounds like from missionary position you know it sounds like mm-hmm. maybe transformer sex because <laughs> there's like traction and i'm assuming like you know tank treads and just robot sex or something I, maybe not maybe well how big saying. is the girl he's fucking if you can climb on top of her he, or either that like, or how small is he it's like he's a tyrolean climber and she's like the alps and he's like <laughs> you know, is he one of the time bandits or something? <laughs> I don't understand yeah, yeah, this. Maybe she is completely normal size and he's just okay, very small. So, so get this. All right. So I can understand when you're in missionary position, putting the girl's legs up over your shoulders and you're fucking her that way. But I don't understand this whole climbing on top of her knee while you're still inside of her. And, and, and it sounds explain like explain the logistics. Here. It sounds like his knee is on her knee. So it sounds like he has just an enormously long penis. <laughs> yeah, but he learned this from Cirque du Soleil. You know what they're probably doing? They probably got a Kama Sutra book. Yeah. And they're thinking, you know what? We can do this, like, because we're limber, and, right. you know, we're going to try to but do this. But they're not, they're not Indians, so they've got, like, got it completely No, they're wrong. overweight Americans from Wisconsin, <laughs> and it just doesn't work for us, okay? Right. Just look at the pictures and jerk off. That's what I do. Exactly what I'm talking about, and if you haven't, I highly recommend it. 1998. 
Have you seen that movie there where I'm going to be very bad things? No, but I think John Favreau was also in it. Or maybe. Christian and, uh, Slater and Favreau. And Kobe ties that like hot... Uh, Asian porn star. Asian porn star. Right? Yeah, that sounds like a good movie. I think I might have to... Uh, I think it's about a bachelor... Peer to peer that one. I think it's about a bachelor party gone wrong. Oh, okay. What, he kills a hooker or yeah, something? Yeah, str- you know, the, the stripper that they hire ends up dead. And oh, I remember hearing about this movie. Right. I've never actually seen it, though. But uh, yeah, I'll have to go check it out. Wow, dude. You know what? I'm kind of like, I'm ambivalent about that. So it's I would like, have preferred uh, Dame Judi Dench and Kathy Bates. <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. I would have been, I would have preferred two of the Golden Girls, like B. Arthur <laughs> and Rue McClanahan. Uh, I think that would have been White. perfect. <laughs> the really actually old. Betty White and uh, B. Arthur. Yeah, the really old Golden Girls got to be dead. Maybe throwing a Lily Tomlin. <laughs> She's not that old. Is she's she? got to be like 90. She's always looked kind of haggard, even when she was young. Yeah, I saw a picture of her recently. She looked like Skeletor. But, you know, now that he brings it up, i I, I got to bring something else up. Uh, and I, You might want to say something, too, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to interrupt. They're also making, you know, we interviewed uh, Neil Smither, the crime scene cleaner. The 100th episode. Yeah, who has a great job. And he was very interesting interviewed. They're making a movie called Sunshine Cleaning, where they're taking the concept of a crime scene cleaner and turning it into like a... Thelma and Louise girl buddy picture. Like a female empowerment type of movie. I don't even know, even know if it's so much more than that. More than a touchy-feely thing. Uh, the, the synopsis is a woman who wants to send her 8-year-old son to a private school tugging at the heartstrings here decides to go into business with her unreliable sister, who's obviously the comic relief, in order to earn more money. They form a company doing biohazard removal and client crime scene cleanup. You know, I like the crime scene cleanup aspect of it, but you know that's going to be a corny piece of tripe. I would assume so, yeah. And I bet you they're going to have the uh, stupid slag from Juno in it. What's her name? She's in Hard Candy and Juno. I've completely wiped that chick from her. <laughs> but I bet she's you she's so going to be in this. I know, I bet you she's going to be in this. Uh, actually, you know, the women are Amy <clears throat> Adams and Emily Blunt. I think Amy Adams is that red-headed chick from uh, Talladega Nights. Oh, I do like the gingers. Yeah. You know... That probably is going to suck, but it's 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 shitty because it has such promise. It's shitty because people are ripping off our, our ideas. I know the second movie from our podcast. You know, at least so that one recent horror movie, Teeth. I don't know if you heard about that. All about the vagina dentata, the girl with like a, a tooth filled twat that was yeah. biting off dicks. I'm glad at least ex- we didn't talk about that. Yeah, I'm glad you explained that because I don't think a lot of our listeners know Latin. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks, uh, dudes from the Horror Etc. podcast for sending that in. And people, uh, we invite you to send in uh, your, or give us a call at the Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846, and uh, give us your mortifying sex situations. We'll gladly play them here on the show and uh, rip on you just like we did the last two guys. Or you can go to the the, uh, forum page. There's a whole page dedicated to horrifying sex situations 
And we're going to have to read the best of them maybe next week. I was thinking to take maybe an intro topic. Let some of them build up. Yeah, because, I mean, there's already like six or seven. There's some really good ones on there. I'm surprised so many of our listeners have had sex. <laughs> <laughs> kind of surprised me. Even if they make it up, if it's a good story, we'll still read it. But, you know, there's lots of action going on on the forum page, the brand new forum page that uh, Die Hard put up. You can go link to it. We're, we've linked off the main page of our website, SickWrongPodcast.com. Right. We yeah, go click on the forum. It'll take you right over there. Register and get on that forum page because... Uh you can swear. You can pretty much. You have impunity to do whatever you want. Yeah. Once again, I'd like to warn you. It's like the Mad Max world where there's just no rules. It's desert. It's uh, martial law. Wasteland, car combat. You know, people will try and shoot. You know, like wrist-mounted. Uh, you know, crossbows at your face. No, seriously, it's Mad Max. It's chaos incarnate. Right. Uh, you know, I, I was going through. There are uh, two people who've uh, listened to this podcast. Two listeners listened to this podcast since the beginning. Dan and Sophie. They didn't even fuck around. They went on the pond. They went on the forum and just immediately started insulting everybody for being virgins and not having girlfriends. Which I think is a, is very commendable and amazing. <laughs> come, no, I was, I was come saying. On swinging. You know, I think I even wrote at one point. You know, can't we all just get along? But then I was like, you know what? I love the Emily. More spite. That's uh, what know, we need. I'm waiting for Kendra to show up because she's gonna lord it over. She was the queen of the original form, and she needs to get in there. Yeah, you know, and there's only like a couple chicks. She, you know, you know, what she's gonna be keeping up with the Mad Max theme. She's gonna show up and be the Tina Turner of uh, uh, Beyond the Thunderdome. Uh, right, but of Barter Town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of what uh, the the forum pages turn into. Right. So basically, we caution you: enter at your own risk. But it's a lot of fun. There's some. I, th I mean, there's even a whole sub-forum dedicated to your tranny porn obsession. Right. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's great fun. Go check it out. It's, uh, and uh, you can also take part in the belching poll. We link to it from our main page, sickandwrongpodcast.com, in the menu bar. Click on forum. Well, that about does it here for uh, episode 108. We're going to go out with the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week provided by Robin from Maryland. She wrote in, how come you guys never played Peaches at the end of your show? Yeah, are you familiar with Peaches? Yeah, I'm kind of annoyed with Peaches because my girlfriend is really in there. So. I kind of like Peaches. She's just yeah, dirty. Yeah, I mean, I begrudgingly like her. Would you have sex with Peaches? Have you ever seen her? No, she's gross. Yeah, she's foul. <laughs> she's Canadian also. No, she's got the face only a woman could love. I think she's a <laughs> lesbian, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, probably. But she was, wasn't she like an elementary school teacher and all of a sudden just decided to be a whore? She looks like some of my elementary school teachers. Like, she could use a couple of good lip, lip waxings. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I saw a show that she played at the Fillmore last year, and it was a great show. Lots of hot chicks at the Peaches show. Right, and who the fuck are we kidding? I know. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna withhold sex from Peaches. I mean, come on. <laughs> so uh, she writes here. How about some Peaches for Sing Wrong Song of the Week? Here's a song called "Slippery Dick." I dedicate it to Wackerly. So we're gonna <laughs> <What>? we're gonna. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Maybe she calls you a slippery dick. Well, thanks, Robin, for sending that in. We're going to end tonight's show with uh, Slippery Dick by Peaches. Uh, people, if you haven't already, go check out tanktv.com, T-A-N-C-T-V.com, or tankradio.com. We're on 4 to 5 Thursdays right before From the Ville. And uh, you can join the Tank Army, which is like their community page, which apparently is another flame war crazy forum, but has video games on it and whatnot. So well, we don't have that. Yeah, you might have to go be a member of the Tank community. We'll be back next week with episode 109. Until then, take it sleazy. Can you cut the mustard to clear the custard? Can you cut it? Can you, Can you cut the mustard to clear the custard? Cut it. Cut it. Can you cut the mustard to clear the custard? Can you cut the mustard? Cut it. Cut it. You got a butter mouth, butter cup. 
butter buns, butter up, black hanky straight shot, no wrinkle, flame hot, tongue teaser, old geezer, shrimp pizza, fridge freezer, kitchen cleaner, cherry picker, soup sipper, lily dipper, hoop snake, double header, flip flop, 69er, dairy farmer, cream of the crop, got rich, stop, don't stop, don't stop, slippery dick, it's just a fish in the Atlantic, slippery dick, it's just a fish in the Slippery dick, 